I'm gonna tell you what it is, okay? It's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls getting their white asses cut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> yeah, I suppose Sandra Bullock is Miss Ethnicity, right? Well, no, all I'm saying is that the horror genre is historical for excluding the African American elements. Well, that's how you get your PhD in black cinema, Sister Soldier. everyone this is afro horror i'm Shardae sellers here with my co-host chris courtney martin what it do baby boo and we are talking about freddie versus jason today a fun one right? very chris? fun one this one i think is nope they took it off on netflix so i had to rent it did you rewatch i got yeah i got it on amazon awesome um we're gonna go through our facts real quick and then we're gonna jump into it uh fbj released on august 15 2003 a 98 minute run Distributed by New Line, budget of thirty million, and it made a hundred and fourteen point nine million. Not bad. Uh, directed by Ronnie Yu, written by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift, composed by I'm so sorry if I mispronounce this. Uh, Jimmy A. Ravel. Actually, I don't really know who. I think I wrote in my notes wrong. Oh well. Edited by Mark Stevens, and we're honoring our black actor today is. Ms. Kelly Rowland yes. as Kia Watterson. So, this movie is insane. <laughs> but I, when I rewatched it, I was actually like, this concept works. I really like the concept of, okay, Freddy's in your dreams. Jason is when you're awake. Freddy hates fire. Jason's afraid of water. I love that. Yeah, that's symmetry there. Yeah, that was really good. Especially their big third act battle at the end. I wish we had more of that. I, I didn't want to follow these boring-ass kids for two close to two hours. Um, I really didn't. I just wanted to see Freddy. And it's like the Transformers thing. You don't really want to care what the humans are doing. You just want to see Transformers fight. I yeah. just wanted to see Freddy and Jason fuck each other up. But the third act is really wonderful. Uh, it gave us what it gave us what we want. But Kelly, Roland is in this, you guys. Okay, look. 2003. Destiny's Child is on a break. Yep. I think in between albums. And Beyonce just released her album, her uh, yeah. standalone. And everyone had some time. And I believe Kelly was launching her career because I think she had the same hair in the stole video. Yes, yes. So definitely the single with Nelly was around this time. The red, yeah, the, the red yeah, bob. Yeah. yeah. Um, so everyone had some time off. Uh, Beyonce working on her album and Kelly did this movie. Um, I don't know. I can't say for sure. I haven't talked to the screenwriters, but I'm pretty sure this role was not written for a black woman. I'm pretty sure they <laughs> saw an opportunity to cast a black woman and especially Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child and went with it, which is nothing wrong with that. But you could definitely tell this was not for a black woman. Yeah, I feel like they gave her some like, you know, the director would go over and like, you black it up a little bit. And that's how we get gems like this is really stank. <laughs> you guys, this is stank. We're not a, we're not safe, awake or asleep. <laughs> it's like, or, or, or her monologue, her monologue oh, at the end to Freddie. Oh, God. Hey. The, but, the butter knives. Yeah. What's, and the what's with the butter knives? knives? Um, she also drops the F-bomb, which yeah. we're not saying, which problematic. Right. 2003, though. So. Yeah. That was like the South Park heyday. So yeah. Different times. Just... I definitely think, and please don't go bomb Kelly with reminders of that yeah it wasn't her that's not her fault she didn't script it she probably didn't want to say it i'm pretty sure and she just did what she had to do for the job um but yeah i not i did not enjoy that on the rewatch i was like "Ooh, that is really it is a hard f word it is not mm." 
No, not fun. Um, but that monologue is terrible. I love <laughs> Kelly Rowland, but she, you know, she just it didn't. I, it didn't work. I mean, the self-sacrificing black friend. Oh, there you go. That's right. So Niederman, if you him. if you remember the movie, Niederman just passed away against Linderman. the tree. Linderman passed away against the tree. R.I.P. Um, and then big boobs, blonde hair, big lips. She's running uh, with her crazy lover. And they're <laughs> she's running and Freddie and Jason are fighting uh, or about to fight. And she turns around and she's like, no, I have to see this. Freddie killed my mom. Oh He's going to die. God. I was like, bitch, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> like, Jason's about to, to do some things. Yeah. Um, and Kelly steps in and gives her friend enough time to not escape, bitch. Like, if I'm going <laughs> to die, at least you could do is get on that boat and right? get out. Um, and <laughs> Kelly's basically yelling at Freddie, rip shading him from top to floor, like your hair sucks, your shoes suck, your breath stinks. And then you look dusty. <laughs> you look dusty. And then Freddie points his little knife and she turns around and Jason mollywops her. <laughs> yeah, into a fucking tree. <laughs> into the tree. He goes, and she just hits it. And I have her time of death. Um, Kelly Rowland is Kia, poor Kia. She dies. I'm so sorry. I have it at around 120, an hour 20. You have an hour 20? I think that's what I have, too. And there was, this movie is only 98 minutes long, so yeah, I have it at hour 20, too. Um, I also wrote Kelly drops the F-bomb around that time, too. So <sighs> she dies in an hour 20, and she had a good run. She almost got there. But yeah, again, we've talked about this many a time, self-sacrificing black. And she's the quintessential black friend in this movie. She has no layers. There's no backstory, except for, except for she wants plastic surgery. Yeah, they literally made her, like, this vapid, like, you know, all I care about is being, is looking a certain way, and they didn't try and add any depth to it, and then they have her kind of being a dick to, to Linderman, but to be fair, I feel like my girl can sniff out, like, an incel when she, when she has to. <laughs> I think she had a crush. Was, I think she was jealous that Linderman liked her best friend and not her. Really? Yeah. Because uh, here's yeah, the thing, they if do. she's trying to get plastic surgery, look. Let's go into this. I actually think the plastic surgery layers would have worked if we would have added the race content to it. Yeah. Like, she's surrounded by all these white people, European-centric focused features. Yeah. And maybe if she was like, oh, if I only looked more like my friend. Everyone's hitting on my fucking friend. This yeah. blonde with small waist and small features. If I had a smaller nose, if I had smaller lips. I think if they really would have dug into that, it would have made a Kia much more interesting yeah. character to me because then that brings in the whole layers of being a black woman and especially in 2003 and appreciating just our curves our figures um, but I really do think she was more so jealous that Lindemann was like really into her friend and not into her and she's gorgeous yeah. but she's also the only black person in the fucking school I'm, so. just, I'm just so I like I hate that she gets second fiddled Oh, for sure. In this movie. And people have a tendency to, like, second fiddle her in, you know, her career when she's had a great standalone career. She's very talented in everything so talented. she does. Is, you know, immensely beautiful. Like, a beautiful person. Like, I've only heard kind things I mean, but about I, I, her. We've had, I've had this conversation with others. And, and I don't want... I mean, we love Beyonce here. So Absolutely. No shade. Yeah. Beyonce is queen. But Kelly... I think now would have done better than she did when she came up because of her dark skin. Yeah, definitely a colorism. Yeah. Definitely colorism. Like when you see something like Normani now and you're like, oh yeah, like everyone's like, I'm so proud of Normani. I'm so proud of people can see how talented she is. But Kelly Rowland, 
has been around for so long. And I think 2003, we as a country, or just in people in general, and thank God for Twitter that we were able to express our love, our black love, the way we have been. But we weren't looking for dark skin actresses like that or musicians. We weren't checking for them. And because Kelly is the, on the darker side, she didn't have nearly the amount of success as other people who are less talented than her have. And that is not Beyonce Shade. Okay, no, that is, I'm talking no, about somebody no, no. else. Um, um, so I really think if we would have injected those layers of, okay, I'm a dark-skinned woman surrounded by all these white people, plastic surgery, I would have been more down for this Kia character. But she, all she seemed to wanted to do is just like, she was just a, like a gnat. She was just around. Yeah. She didn't serve any purpose. Yeah. And then when Linderman was like, oh, you have all that makeup. First of all, my girl had on like one layer nothing. of BB yeah. cream. She had nothing on. He would lose his shit if he saw the way makeup is today. Like, right. All that makeup, you're so insecure. I was like, bitch, what the like, fuck does makeup got to do with anything? Like, <laughs> if you don't you're, get The enough. girl you're lusting after is wearing like... More makeup. Yeah, more like, makeup. If you don't fuck out of here, Screech, Right, um, <laughs> and that's what your bitch ass gets. <laughs> so you died against that tree <laughs> like you should have. Um, but also, I feel like you had a Destiny's Child member in your movie, and you wasted her. Yeah, that was such a missed opportunity. So missed, like so much you could have done with Kelly, um, acting wise, whatever. Like she's she's Kelly Rowland. She's a Destiny's Child. Like expand, give her some more lines, give her some more scenes, give her something, make her more vulnerable, make her character. Have more like I don't understand why Kia stayed so fucking long. Okay, so Freddie after you. Yeah, he ain't come after me yet. That ain't got nothing to do. Ain't with got nothing my to do ass. with me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over here. And also, <laughs> movies like this piss me off. I'm like, where are the parents? Like Kia, I know your black parents weren't letting you talk about. Talking about going to Crystal Lake. I'm going to Crystal Lake Crystal with my friends. Because if you don't get your ass in here, like you know what I mean. Yeah. So nah, I I don't understand it. Um, again, it wasn't written. For a black woman. It was definitely written with a white one in mind. They said, oh, Kelly's interested. Cool. We need to draw some viewership. Again, with all the movies during that time, there's always one black person, musical artist, who could bring in their fan base. Usher, Busta, Rodiga, Kelly Rowland. And a missed opportunity, she didn't even do a song for the fucking movie. You could have had Destiny's Child pump out some shit. Ain't that a mother? Because if you if if you've ever heard Destiny's Child do that acapella, um, I guess it's called eight the Amen chorus. Or whatever. Yeah, yes, yes. When Kelly comes oh, in, Kelly, it goes from a solo to like the fucking Georgia Mass Choir. I'm try that it. girl has yeah. got register, register. and range, mm-hmm. and they just Harmony. they squandered it. Missed opportunity. But Kelly, you look beautiful. You did that thing. I still enjoy watching the movie Sands the F bomb. <laughs> but that's not your fault. Like, yeah, we said. not your fault, though. Um, there's not really much to say about this one because it is what it is. <laughs> uh, she dies. She dies at the hour 20 mark. We're very sad about it. But at least, like, we see her death, unlike someone in Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> and that's, again, not your fault, Tyra, either. Um, I, did Kelly act in anything after this? Um, not that I remember. She might have done like some TV stuff. Yeah, but I don't think is she, she did on Empire. Another... <laughs> she should be. She well, should be. well, Empire is is ending, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I would love to I'd love to see more from her. I know she's got the voice, like she's good. Or is it is it the voice? It, it's Australia though. Oh, okay. The voice Australia. Come back, Kelly. We need you. Yeah. Kelly, do more, yeah, do more movies and TVs. I think you were sensational. I think you'd be even better now. Call me. 
Kelly Rowland. Um, any last words for Freddie versus Jason? Our black aspect is really small in this one. Again. Uh, welcome to my world, bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like the end. The end of the wink when uh, Jason has Freddie's yeah. head. And wink. That was a Bob Shea move. Bob Shea wanted that wink and they added it. And uh, good, good on you, Bob Shea, because it actually makes sense. It worked. Yeah, I will say this. Something th- that I do appreciate about this movie is that it does remind you that at one point Jason Voorhees was just, you know, this sweet disabled kid who got, you know, tortured and got caught up in some evil shit. Yeah. So Jason Voorhees, to me, has never been appealing as a franchise. I've never been into the Jason movies, but a little bit of tidbit for you guys. LeBron James is executive producing uh, the new Jason remake. He's actually a huge Jason fan. Well, you better go ahead, Bron Bron. Yeah, he's a huge Friday 13th fan. So he's, he's. Uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons why he wanted to become a Laker, right? To move to LA so he can start producing more. And now he's, Space Jam is definitely happening already. Wow. But he's doing the new Friday 13th. Now, New Line Cinema, <laughs> New Line, if you're listening, I know you're into the Conjuring uh, series, but we would really love Friday to come back. So remember he said, got your nose. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like nobody, I just love Freddie because he's just, he can't just kill you. He's got to be a dick oh about it. Oh my God. You, you guys are going to kill us if we didn't mention this. When he sees Kelly the first time, he's like, mm, dark meat. Oh, <laughs> I was oh like, oh, that's so cringy. So that's so cringy. That sounds like something someone's uncle would say at like a birthday party. And that's why I feel like the role wasn't written for a black woman. It was just Robert England's genius where he got on set and was like, Freddie would say some fucked up shit yeah. like this about the black woman. Yeah. Um, that That's a cringy ass line though. I remember when I watched the first time people laughed, but now I'm like, Fuck you, Freddy. <laughs> but it works for Freddy. Anyone else, I'd be like, oh, yeah. boycott. It works for Freddy. Um, yeah, that's all you can really say. Uh, New Line, um, Bob Shea, I don't know if you're still involved, but we would love a Freddy remake. I know Jason Bloom's been asked about it so many times, but he said the rights are so complicated that they've tried and they tried and they tried. And uh, the story is that New Line is so focused on their conjuring, the Conjuring universe that they don't they're not they're working on it but they're not in a rush to do it it'll come back it'll come back when it's had a little bit more time to breathe yeah the only thing about this franchise i hate that every movie they have to re-explain freddy especially (laughs) this one freddy versus jason they're explaining freddy again i'm like god guys it's been like 20 years we know that (laughs) open that opening exposition block it was like oh and that's what you missed on glee i'm like what the fuck guys i know it's early 2000s but come on we know yeah they can't remember me if they're not scared (laughs) and yeah he took us through all the movies and it's just like who's watching freddie versus jason like oh an original so excited i've never (laughs) seen this before um disappointing uh if it comes back uh hire black people Put some black people in it. Yes. We're going to talk about the whole Freddy franchise in season two because there are other black actors that we want to celebrate. Uh, but we stuck to Freddy versus Jason because we're not including Freddy versus Jason in the Freddy franchise, if that makes sense. Um, I think of it as a separate IP because Jason's yeah. involved and it's a separate thing. Uh, but season two, we'll come back and we'll do the whole Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. There's literally only two more black people. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we'll hit them too, and then we'll be done with Freddy. Um, that's it for us at uh, Afro Horror. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Afro Horror is edited by PJ Vernetti with logo design by Jaron Hempel. All episodes were recorded at Envision Media Space in Burbank, California.
You can find us on Twitter at AfroHorrorPod, as well as on Instagram and Facebook under at AfroHorror. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Also, check out our website, www.afrohorror.com, for show notes and extra features. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this show.